0: Welcome to Intrepid HR Radio, the voice of today's human resources professional, broadcasting live from Las Vegas and the 18th Annual HR Technology Conference and Exposition. Our Vegas coverage is made possible by Dovetail Software. Dovetail's Employment Engagement Suite is a SaaS-based human resource help desk and case management solution to manage and track real-time employee interactions with HR. And now, here are your hosts, Todd Schnick and Rayanne Thorne. All right, welcome back to Intrepid HR, coming to you from Las Vegas in HR Tech. I'm your host, Todd Schnick, joined by my friend and colleague, Graham Thorne, kicking off our afternoon session at Day 2 HR Tech.
1: We are, Todd, and I have to say, we are Intrepid. It's happening. We are so excited about the next two guests. We have the opportunity to interview two people now, and we'll get to them in just a minute.
0: Yeah, we'll get to it in just a second. But before we do that, a quick shout-out to our sponsor, Dovetail Software.
1: I love talking about Dovetail. We're based in Austin, created for HR, by HR. We want to empower and improve HR by giving opportunities for communication between HR and the employee improving employee engagement
0: outstanding well we're grateful to them for making intrepid hr possible here at hr tech let's get to our conversation we're joined now by two gentlemen from qualify the makers of talent dojo say hello to phil nolting he's the ceo as well as phil hendrickson the chief talent strategist gentlemen welcome to the show Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. Thanks nice. you. It
2: well, okay. could be
1: a little confusing because we got the double fills here. The...
2: East Coast fill and West Coast fill is usually okay, how it works we out. Go. We, we want to make sure that the North America's filled up, right? So, there we yeah. go. We got it. We got it. It's All right. filled
1: up. I get it. That's, that's brilliant. <laughs>
0: Okay, moving on. <laughs> we'll be here all night. We'll be here all night. So, uh, uh, Mr. Nolting, why don't yes. I have you uh, lead us off and give us a 10,000-foot view of the work that you're doing from qualifying the, ma- the makers of Talent Dojo.
2: Yeah, sounds great. So, Talent Dojo, I mean, it's really about furthering relationships, right, and specifically uh, reinventing what the traditional notion of a talent community is. We've seen probably 15, 20 years of, of quasi-talent communities coming out there, and, you know, the great equalizer, uh, in, our com- in our opinion, is conversation. Typically, they end up being very transactional, they're totally focused on jobs, and unfortunately, you're negating about 95% of the people out there who really want to learn about your company, want to build a relationship, might not be ready right now, but would love to learn more and be considered in the future, especially if there's a role that fits perfectly for them. You know, we we hear of stories all the time when, uh, you know, the, the, the traditional story that really shows how broken it is is, you know, you have a complete advocate, someone who loves a company through and through and would do anything to work with that company. And so they're scouring every single week on the job boards and seeing which jobs are available. They'll apply once, they won't get it. They'll apply again, they won't get it. They'll apply a third time, sometimes even over 10 times. So the average application being 38 to 45 minutes right now, that's a hell of a lot of time to, uh, to spend in terms of applications. So you, you see their side, it's a horrible experience. It's actually damaging the brand. Sometimes they don't even hear back. Yeah. On the flip side, you talk to companies and, and recruiters and HR managers, and often you'll hear, oh, another, another person just applied again. I have to review this person again. (laughs) again. And they go in the no pile just because, oh, this person wants to apply for any job. They don't know what they actually want. No, they know what they want. They want your company and they want to talk with you. So we'll start the conversation. And that's to us what a talent community should be, not uh, a place to blast jobs out and essentially spam people.
1: Makes sense to me. So uh, let's introduce yourselves. We've talked about Qualify. Tell us a little bit about yourselves. I'm going to start with Phil H. first, Mr. Hendrickson. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do at Qualify.
3: I help companies leverage Talent Dojo to help engage and find the best talent for their their workforce. So I work strategically with companies that want to think differently about hiring, about turning the recruitment funnel on its head, and instead of inviting people endlessly to apply for jobs, instead get to know them, and once they're a, a defined fit for a company, invite them to apply. In my view, this is the correct way that companies should engage with talent rather than in expecting everyone to spend tens of thousands of man hours applying, right. never to hear back. Right. Instead, turn that on its head. Get to know your brand advocates. Get to know the talent out there that knows your company and loves your company. Learn who they are and now invite them to become part of your company.
1: Great. And Mr. Nolting, tell us a little bit about you background?
2: Uh, um, my background, so I've always been really intrigued with startups in general, uh, especially big disruptive startups that go after uh, much needed change. So I went to a school called Babson College out of Boston. Uh, it's the, actually the only school in the U.S. I applied for. I'm Canadian. Um, and I applied there because uh, it was the number one start, uh, entrepreneurship program in the world for, at the time, 21 years. Now, I believe it's 27 or 28, uh, according to Business Week. So I was really impressed with that. You know, your first year, you actually build a business. It's almost you know, quasi apprentice style learning. Uh, you don't have classes around. campus and whatnot, you actually build a business and learn as you go. Um, so, th- I'm, I've always been intrigued in that. Specifically, this uh, started off as a as an independent study in my senior year at Babson, working with different comp- uh, different professors, different companies in terms of how can you build a large, scalable network that actually fits unique needs of individuals and actually builds real relationships. At the time, we actually focused on building a platform, uh, an internal platform for a school of dyslexic children. If you look at the problems there, traditional networks and traditional software does not solve what a a school of dyslexic children might need. Uh, So what's actually really rewarding is they're still using that platform. So started off with that, then did a follow-up independent study really looking at what is the... Largest impact uh, in, the, in the next, let's say, 10 years. And it's that evolution that we see coming up in in recruitment and in talent, how you actually talent, you know, engage with not only prospects, but your employees. What is the definition of an employee is actually being questioned now today, which is quite exciting. So I knew I wanted to be in the space and just started navigating there, seeing that, especially on the campus side or college recruitment side, you're actually being hired based on a document that is really fluffy because you don't have experience and the experience you have might not be the experience you're looking to have with the company you're applying for. So kind of taking the, the resume out of the equation, starting the conversation and being able to contextualize that was really the goal.
1: So I've been following you guys for about a year now when you snagged Mr. Hendrickson here and, yep. and brought him into qualify makers of uh, talent dojo. Um, there've been other companies that have tried to do what talent dojo, dojo is doing so tell us what what differentiates you guys what makes you better at this what makes what's going to make you succeed where others have failed
2: yeah i mean it's it's really simple when you look at where where um, the traditional you know talent community or talent networks have come from we call it talent dojo because dojo literally means place of the way the translation means place of the way so it's about transparency it's about growth it's about learning it's not about jobs um, in learning and growth and all that, it becomes very, very simple to start shortlisting the people that are the best for the jobs because you now know way more than you ever would in a job process. So if you look at the, vers- the first version of Talent Communities it was really about leaving your name and email so that they could then email you out or contact you or whatever it right. is. Um, then jobs started becoming part of the equation, sometimes asking for preferences, what kind of roles you're looking for so they could blast out a more accurate list of jobs. know, we then saw the next uh, version, the next you know, iteration of it was really around content. Um, where you're blasting a ton of content. You're essentially becoming a publisher, having to publish as much, you know, as Phil says, as much as the Wall Street Journal just to try to keep your engagement levels right. high. Yep. And typically what you're getting there is you're seeing people coming back, but the, the, the insights you get are really around click-through rates. You don't learn much about the individual. You're actually giving this high-level view of, am I doing well or not, based on click-through rates or based on, you know, how, stick, how long did they stay on the page? Um, I, I, no one has yet fully proven the ROI of that, and that's really what we set out to do. So, with you know our version, what it is, it's you know a town hall style engagement tool, allowing people to actually have a conversation. So the company and you know we crowdsource it across the you know typically all hiring managers within the company, who know the kind of roles and things and cultures within the teams that they need to hire for. So they're posting questions and or discussions that are relevant to them. Those who want to participate in those discussions are intrinsically motivated to do so, and in doing that, you're actually building a great conversation. A great relationship all built around the idea of, of transparency and growth so we really see that as the main the main difference it's now a conversation as opposed to just a one-way blast uh, which we've seen traditionally and that's what I saw one year ago when I joined because I
3: have rolled out talent communities over the years right many of them right and at the end of the day the value that they bring to recruiting is very slim it's based on transactions, click-through rates, the things that Phil was saying, right. um, not value. So, recruiters would look at these talent communities and have no idea whether to choose candidate A or B because or they know so it? little about them. Yeah. Right. So, you end up with a repository of people that you can do very little with. Does All that make sense?
1: Sense. Absolutely.
0: It makes perfect sense. All right. Phil, Phil, Ryan, and I will return after this short break. We'll be right back.
1: Dovetail Software is a proud certified partner with Workday.com, enterprise cloud applications for talent management today. We at Dovetail congratulate Workday and wish them happy 10th anniversary. Visit dovetailsoftware.com to learn more about our partnerships. And now back to our host and Intrepid HR's live coverage from the HR Technology Conference and Exposition. Here is Todd and Rayanne.
0: All right. And we're back with Phil Nolting and Phil Hendrickson from Qualify, the makers of Talent Dojo.
1: So you answered perfectly before the break, uh, Phil Hendrickson, exactly what I was going to ask you. You know, why make the choice to come to Qualify? Why why be involved in Talent Dojo? It's The talent communities have been a one of the trending topics for several years now, right? So as, as you guys have had the opportunity to walk around here, engage with other folks, what are some of the other trends that you see that are going to have an impact on what you're doing at Talent Dojo?
3: I see the increased focus and attention on engagement as being a, a bellwether for good things for our industry. Not only for us at Qualify and Talent Dojo, but for other companies who need to think about people differently. Right. Mr. Mr. Nolting, I, I, I'm, I'm still thinking about your opening
0: comments where you're talking about how you have to, the, the, the big shift has to happen. Yeah, right? absolutely. And because I know plenty of recruiters who yep. they put up the machine Monday morning and they have all these submissions over the weekend and they you know, the sagging shoulders saying, oh, I got to go process all of these. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> and it sounds like what you're saying is no, 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 look at that very differently. That's an opportunity. To really strike up conversations with people, because clearly they are they're interested in what you're doing, what your organization's about. How do you how do you actually change this mindset? That's going to be a challenge.
2: Uh, no, absolutely. And if you look back you know, four years ago, let's say, when we're first starting out and looking at you know, where, where we're really going to be positioned, we knew what we wanted to go after in terms of vision. But obviously penetrating a market like this, which is very, very busy, um, very incestuous as well in terms of the offerings and how companies operate, uh, it's not an easy thing to, to penetrate. So what we did is uh, I had a lot of conversations. We brought on some amazing advisors that were part of these companies, these organizations before. Um, you know, our first advisor used to be an SVP of HR at American Express and still on many boards and, and has that kind of view. So early on, we knew where the industry was going. We didn't know how long it would take to get there. And so I, I'm very happy to see that 2016 is going to be a big pivotal year. We're seeing at all these conferences that the conversation is happening. The keynotes are now around things like engagement and what is engagement, whereas it used to be a kind of cliche term. Now people are actually looking at it like, well, what do I do with click-through rates? Well, you can't do much. So let's talk about engagement again and what it means and what we can do to boost it. So, you know, when it comes to what we do, when we sit down with a client, typically it's it's inbound. They have such a big pain and they talk to us. Uh, Occasionally there's been some referrals and whatnot. So when we do have the conversation with them, there's some basic questions around, you know, how long are you doing data entry per week? If they talk to their recruiters, you know, often it's over a day a week, Uh, just that ROI alone by the fact that it's candidate driven and, and really... Two-sided um, can provide the ROI it takes to just implement the software and show that it's it's much more effective. Um, in other cases, uh, it's going to take a couple years. You know, some companies are so ingrained, so baked into that. Uh, some leaders within it might want it, and and you know, it's they're they're going at it to try to make it happen. But we're very happy to see that that you know, even in our. Uh, partner network, Aon Hewitt, is a good example. You know, they really want to offer great value to their their clients on the RPO side. And engagement and the types of insights and analytics you can get through this, not only on a generalized view to be strategic, but on a segmented view, on a geography view, on an individual basis, you learn way more than you could ever ask for in an application. And, you know, when you're doing high volume recruitment to that level, if you're hiring 10,000 people a year, by design, the transactional process breaks down.
1: One, one of the things that I love that you guys are doing is you are being very strategic about your launch. You're you're going slow. You're making sure that the current clients you have are getting what they need, yep. that you're developing a product that actually meets a need, doesn't create more problems. Yep. Why has that been important to you? And if you had any advice to give to it, Folks that are over in the startup pavilion, what would it be? I'll, I'll ask you first, Phil Hendrickson.
3: Yeah, and, and this is a follow on to Todd's earlier question, which I think is a good one, because um, at the core of your question is around the industry's appetite for innovation. Okay, everyone realizes that their companies have a problem, but there's a lot of inertia in terms of changing that, changing this transaction model, a model where recruiters are going through hundreds and thousands of right. unqualified. Applications, inbound recruiting, this this kind of inbox recruiting, I mean, um, is challenging the industry, and not everyone, not every leader, um, has the bandwidth or the inclination to change. So, we've been working with people, industry leaders, that want to change this, that see a different way of recruiting as being where they want to take their companies. It's not a snap of a finger. This changing Behaviors, changing mindsets is not something that's going to happen overnight. But I'm proud to say that we're connecting with leaders who really care about people. That's what drives a lot of us into this industry in the first place. And changing the way they connect with talent, engage, and hire the best talent um, is not, you would hope that it would change overnight. But I've been coming to HR Tech and uh, recruiting conferences for many years, and some people talk the talk, some people walk the talk. Yeah. And it's not easy, but there are true innovators out there that want to try new things.
1: And, and we can, I can see that you, your team is doing that, that Qualify is doing that, that um, how you move forward with Talent JoJo is going to absolutely make a difference to those that are looking for something like this, that yeah. need something like this, that actually for the future are going to require a talent community type uh, of technology that actually meets their needs and isn't just talk in the talk, right? Absolutely. Exactly. Right? And
3: you know, you asked about the other startups. I don't think they have to have a booth. They don't need to give away swag. They don't need to spend a lot of money marketing. What they need to do is to connect with leaders that understand what they want to do and develop those relationships.
2: Yeah. It, it comes down to value creation, right? So no amount of marketing is ever going to change the fact that you either create value or you don't. Right. Um, and right. so that's that's what we really took a lens to early on. It's as every single minute of every day on you know everyone's schedule on the team is really about how to maximize the amount of value that we're we're bringing to the world, bringing to each client, bringing to the industry. And so, we found that because it's such an incestuous industry where there are so many companies out there trying to find a differentiating point, um, the you know the early marketing we were doing was really just attracting a lot of attention from the wrong people. And we had the voice, we had the ear of the right people, so we decided to just focus all of our entire energies on that. And you know, Phil and I were talking about this earlier. One of the biggest, earliest influences was uh, this fantastic book called Talent Force. So the conversation has been happening for a while. Talent Force came out in 2006. Uh, it's uh, written by Rusty Roof and uh, Hank Stringer. And so, okay. so Rusty used to be on the, uh, used to be uh, at PepsiCo, VP of HR, uh, then Electronic Arts, and currently sits on the board of Higher View and Glassdoor. So, very innovative type, obviously. But the book is really around how to ignite your company. So it's a holistic company engagement and not a job by job engagement. And they had this notion in 2006. Um, of the, the idea of Q talent, quali- quality talent. How do you get quality talent and differentiating talent with quality talent? Because in a retail environment, often that can mean the difference between, you know, a store with 20% turnover versus a store with 400% turnover. Right. Um, And, you know, attitudes are contagious. That's what it comes down to. So if you hire based on those values, attitudes, and those types of things, because you do have this whole wealth of information about the relationship, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll be way ahead. You'll have much more strategic power with your talent than if you just place them for specific roles with duties they have to do and then try to keep up with, you know, what kind of goals they need to hit on a quarter by quarter basis.
0: with regards to employee engagement how do we continue the momentum that's going to build from an event like this we're going to come around we're going to we're going to go arm in arm we're going to talk about this we're going to say this is where we need to go next here are some amazing companies doing amazing work in this space and we're excited about it yes we're going to commit ourselves we're going to change mindsets we're going to do this let me go back to the real world yeah nine (laughs) o'clock check in punch the card Going to have to find all the TPS reports you get I mean it's yep. and then we lose the momentum how do we, how do we halt that how do we make this thing stick
2: well, well actually I'm, I'm really impressed with the industry in terms of the type of content and the type of analysts and writing and research and all that stuff that's provided it really is rich information that you know you can take or not take based on what you'd want to do with it and um we were talking about one article earlier, uh, we were actually really honored to be on the top 10 list of top HR technologies or top recruitment technologies for 2015 uh, from recruiting, uh, recruiting blogs. and. You know, the, the companies on there, some you may not have heard of, some are companies like Lever who are absolutely disrupting the ATS world. Them and Greenhouse you know, are the kind of ones we right. always hear about. Right. And it's really rewarding to, to just walk around and be able to talk with them. And if you're not, if you don't have the opportunity to be here and actually do that and just learn and just hear what they're about and hear where they're mm-hmm. going and ask questions about their roadmap and ask questions about their core values as a company because it shines through in the product. Whether they want to or not, if their employees believe something, it will shine through in the product. And so... Um, going from here, when you go back to the real world, I would, I would urge people to look at those types of things. Uh, any analyst here, any writer here, any media person here is really writing a lot about their discoveries, you know, top fives, top tens, uh, here are the trends for 216, those types of things. And I wouldn't just look at one. Um, if, I, if there was one to look at, I would look at that one because that's an awesome list that we're on. But,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's true.
2: Humble brag there. But no, it, when it comes down to it, there are, you will see throughout the end of the rest of the year a trickle down effect of of all the conversations that have happened here and that are going on right now and i would urge people to read as many of those as possible so often they're not very long so it doesn't take a ton of time but it will give you the breadth of of the industry the breadth of the technologies here the breadth of uh the different types of trends going on and what are trends what are fads uh there are some fantastic writers and i know you know, a lot of people follow their favorite blog, but I would urge them to expand their horizons a little bit and look at other, other top 10 or there's top five. There's search books. bar. Yeah, exactly. Type exactly. into the
1: search bar. Yeah. yeah. And Have follow,
2: as Phil said, follow industry leaders because they are a great uh, amplifying voice for some of those great analysts, great writers, great research, great findings, all that kind of stuff. But, you know,
3: the underlying question that you're asking, there's a dark side of that question, which is maybe they won't change. Maybe that inertia will pull them back. And what will bring them around to thinking differently? And I think, in one word, it's competition. It might not be Monday, but over the next months and years, as competition for talent heats up, companies that aren't thinking differently, companies that aren't innovating, will fall behind and lose the, the, quote, war
2: for talent. So I think that always is a backdrop. Um, I, we always end our conversations with clients or partners or, or you know, presentations with a slide that shows this ancient Chinese proverb that we fundamentally believe, and I would urge anybody who goes back and starts getting sucked back into the grind of life uh, to, to listen to. And it's, you know, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The second best time is now. So I, I understand that things are overwhelming and there's tons of things to get back into and wrecks to follow and all that, but if you don't plant that tree today, it's never going to grow. And it doesn't have to be all in one foul swoop, you're not going to be able to log that tree today, but it's the notion of farming. You know, As a population, as a civilization, we evolved t- tremendously when we realized that we could farm and we could cultivate land and we could actually become very, very healthy and not have to move every week because you know, we scoured the land. And that's really what we see in the uh, the evolution in the in this industry. Here, here. On that
0: note, we'll wrap this one up. Um, Mr. Nolting, uh, why don't you do us the favor of letting us know how people can get in touch with all of you to learn more
2: about uh, the work that you're doing at Talent Dojo? Absolutely. I mean, uh, I'd say check out talentdojo.com. Um, that'll give you a, a little synopsis of the product. If you like what you see there, then give us, uh, just either drop your email in there. Or, uh, you'll, there's plenty of ways of contacting us there. Uh, we like to make sure that we build relationships with each one of our clients. So it's not the type of website where you'll go and see 500 different white papers trying to convince you to buy. If you don't believe in those (laughs) notions, then great. We'll, We'll likely talk in the next few years, and that's okay with us. Um... But if you like what you see there and you like the, the kind of messages we've been talking about today, then we'd love to chat because uh, we know the type of change we're making for each one of our clients, and we'd love to do that with you as well.
0: Outstanding. Phil Hendrickson, Chief Talent Strategist, and Phil Nolting, the CEO from Qualify, the makers of Talent Dojo. Gentlemen, great to have you. Thanks for stopping Thank by and joining us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it's and been an honor. Thank it you. It was our pleasure. All right. All the time we have for now on behalf of my co-host, Rayan Thorne our sponsor, Dovetail Software, and all who make this show possible. I'm Todd Schnick, Intrepid HR's coverage from HR Tech. We'll be right back.